Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm M. Sierra Garcia. And we are live from Farpoint again this year in the atriums. All that noise you're hearing in the background is con noise. People, yeah, and like that. And, yeah. We are glad you're here, Em. Yes, I made it. Yeah, it was like <laughs> three hours of her paddling through the snow and wind. Well, thank you, Captain Exaggeration. Yeah, well, you know, I so do my best. I drive a squ- I drive a box. And yeah. it's we had snow squalls. It's cardboard. Got it. It's basically cardboard. I have to carry fifty pounds of sand in the back of the truck, the back of it during the winter. You laugh, but yeah. in the snow, that thing it like is nothing. It's a Scion XB. It weighs nothing. Uh, it weighs something because I'm in it. Sounds but, like my leaf. Yeah, like exactly. it's it's unbelievable. So what should have been an hour and ten minutes was like. A little over two and a half hours because the wind kept blowing my car and my forearms are aching from gripping my stupid, <laughs> stupid steering wheel. It was it was daunting. But like I was gonna miss this and miss seeing you guys. I only get to see you like twice a year. I know, I know. So it's great. It's great that you're here. Yeah. And love the Wonder Woman tiara. You've seen Always. this on Facebook. Always. So she's sporting it again. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. The door just opened. It's cold. Uh, I know. And <laughs> just where we're at in the atrium, it's like you've never been to Farpoint, but we get seated like directly apart from the entrance. It's like zero degrees out, and uh, yeah, it is. like literally zero degrees out. Uh, yeah. But we're seated in the we're kind of seated in the atrium, and the atrium for those of you who've never been to Farpoint, there's like a door, an entrance one way, and then behind us and in front of us there's authors and signing tables, and then to the right of us is like the dealers table, and there are like, all sorts of dealer stuff there, and you can buy. All sorts of merchandise, which I understand, Miles, you were perusing earlier today. Yep, I had to get a gift for the wife, and I found uh, uh, two little things I think she'll like. Um, yes. There's a, a vendor selling these uh, collectible lunch boxes, and my wife's into collectible lunch Those boxes. are for some small lunches, though. Yeah, if, if you're um, <laughs> trying to, you know, cut back, these lunch boxes will, will help. And so I have the Periscope up. Oh, the Periscope is I'm up. We're live now. But it's cool. I mean, uh, there's there's folks in in costume. You can see some Jedi Knights. You can see some Starfleet officers, Klingons, superheroes. I f- and I found Waldo. If Waldo is I here, I found Waldo oh, he this like morning. Over there a minute ago. Yeah, and now uh, you can't find him. He blends uh, in. Uh, Dumbledore's oh, running someplace. I, see Waldo. I found Waldo again. Uh, there we go. There you can see Waldo. Uh, 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 oh no, he's walking that way. There we go. Look, there's Waldo. <laughs> so, uh, I'll put yeah. the video up on um, on our website. <laughs> yeah. We need to, or on Facebook or something. But yeah, uh, the folks have a uh, something you could you could t- take a picture. They have a display of the bridge, which will make a nice p- picture uh, for yourself. They're d- doing that for the folks here too. Nice. Yeah, that's like Starship Farragut, right? Yep, has that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so awesome. So this year's Sean Marr. And we have uh, who else? We, we have uh, David Gerald. Uh, John is it John Morton? John Morton. Uh, yeah. From from Star Wars Empire Strikes Back, yes. so uh, they, they have a good group out here this year. Yeah, yeah, and this is the first. Is this the first guest that we had from the original trilogy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, he played who again? He played the the gunner that gets shot in the back of Luke's snowspeeder. He was on for like twenty minutes. No, but he also was a double for Boba Fett. Oh, okay. And the first time Boba Fett speaks. Also kill. Also cool. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. the first time Boba Fett speaks, or when they changed it the second time it was released? Oh, uh, yeah. We will have to ask John that. Because... he will know. 
I suspect in the original he's probably the first. <laughs> yeah. But you have to qualify that with uh He did shoot first. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> totally wrong scene. Yeah, wrong totally. scene. We've had this conversation I all know. last quarter. I know. Because <laughs> we just don't get enough Star Wars. Oh, who so. can get enough Star Wars? Yeah. Oh, someone's showing me the information. This is the information. Oh, thank you. Right. John is best known as Dak, Luke Skywalker's backseater in the Battle of Hoth, in Star Wars V, The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Beard and Beam, Love of Boba Fett's utters famous line, Darth Vader, he's no good to be dead. Well, then he's the original. He's definitely the original. He is the original. Not the, the, not the third guy. The unaltered. Unaltered. Remastered, re-everything. George Lucas. Lucas. Re-Lucas. on my list. <laughs> However, if you got a chance to interview him, you would. I would, but I would be like, dude, what is wrong Quit with messing you? With our star- he can't mess with them anymore. Well, so but. I would honestly ask him, like, you know, I'm really curious. Is Are there other projects that you feel are in a constant state of being unfinished? And well, is- and that, was, that was kind of his thing. He goes, you know, movie projects are never finished. They're just kind of abandoned. Like, they're always going to be tweaked and redone. It's like an author that goes back to his book again and again and again to tweak it and Trying to make it better yeah, or flow better. You but. don't see Tom Clancy releasing, you know, books over and no, over. It's not Hunt for Red October. No, Hunt for Blue October. No, we're going to make it a, a, a sales boat. No, we're going to make them German instead of Russian. No. Like, there are extreme changes it's, in the in that, that I believe make, a, make a, a, a cogent difference in the movie. It'd be like Da Vinci saying... You know, I should have a Mona Lisa version too. It's just not done yet. Mona Lisa, but going hello, with an <laughs> yeah. eyebrow up and a little snark on her face. Oh, it's a shame we're not broadcasting like to the whole thing. Do you know, I thought about that. But it was a pain in the arts to set up last year. Remember, I mean, yeah. feedback, and so I just opted not to do that. Okay. So, but, anyways. Cool. So, so M, you're here. What are you looking forward to seeing here at the <laughs> Uh, what else? Sean Mar. Uh, Is there anything else you Hold might on, wanna? let me think about it. Uh, Sean Mar. Uh, Sean Mar. And honestly, there's a, like, over in the corner, there's always this family run um, tabletop game shop. Yes. I love going in there and digging around and finding what I need, which is where I found my Firefly tabletop oh. board game, the expansion pack that I was looking for. And I forgot my Simon Tam card to bring so that he could <laughs> sign it. But there's a smaller expansion pack out. If they've got it, there's a new Simon card in it. And I'm totally ripping that sucker open. And signing it, yeah. Oh, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. You should. Yep. I'm ready to meet Sean Moore. I wore my uh, Firefly t-shirt. He didn't sign your shirt. I meant to bring... I, mean, I was going to wear my Con Man t-shirt. And I was like, it's cold. I need sleeves. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I'm in short sleeves. I'm like... You need your jacket? Do you yeah, need a jacket? I have a jacket. I just Put don't have it on. on. I don't have don't it on. Don't be a hero. You know, I went over to the uh, tabletop game shop here. Yeah. And um, um, and when I was at the tabletop game, I was looking for the King of Tokyo. Oh, so fun. Oh, it's a fun game, right? I played it the other week. I was going to buy it from because I like to support the local vendor. He wanted 40 bucks for it. And yes. I, I can buy that online for 25 bucks. Yeah. And, 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 and while I want to support him, if it's like 2 or $3 more, absolutely. But... Fifteen dollars is a bit much. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like I, so I sh- I, I'm with you on that. I try to stick to the local, try to support the local guys as much as possible. But as as much as it's you know financially and fisc- fiscally, uh, say that five times real fast. Financially and fiscally. fiscally financially fisc- and fiscally. Fisc- fiscally. Oh, shut it. Um, <laughs> as long as it's 
you know, a viable option financially, right. then yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Neil is sitting in front of us. Hi, Neil. Neil. We should just uh, always put a mic up for yeah, Neil. Put a mic up for Neil. So, uh, so you can, so you can, you, you can come up, Neil. Yeah. You can come up. What is the Deadpool coloring book? So awesome. We have wrestled Neil into numerous ones of these shows over the time. He's so also Neil, some panels yeah, also. So Neil, welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Neil. Howdy. Uh, so uh, Neil, what have you been seeing since you you were here like last night, right? And today. Yeah, yeah, I was here last night. It's lots of fun. There was a uh, the big thing last night was the uh, Prometheus Radio Theater, right? And they did, uh, you know, they have the, the shows, the Lux uh, shows, taking place in the in the in the 30s with people pretending to be actors from that time, and they were doing the Batman, uh, the Batman, and nice. uh, Sean Marr played Jerry Lewis playing Robin. <gasps> Shut <laughs> up! That must have been amazing! Yeah, it, it, it was quite hilarious. And, and this it looked like it was the first time he saw the script, and he was just cracking up throughout the whole thing. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> so it sounded like he had fun doing yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the important thing. He, he, he had lots of fun. The audience loved all the jokes there, and it was, you know, and they had, you know, they had... They had uh, had somebody, uh, Keith, Keith Candido played uh, Jack Benny, playing playing the Riddler, and <laughs> he, he, he and, and he, 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 and he first thought it was going to be the Fiddler, and uh, <laughs> wow. So I mean, it was just it was uh, it was it was quite hilarious. Very good production, and I'm sure it'll be on the Prometheus Radio Theater. Uh, Feed. Right. So if you don't follow them, they have a. Well, they should have a feed in iTunes and anywhere else right. you get your podcasts. Yeah. So they, they do uh, creative work, and it's kind of one of those podcasts that's a lot of fun and dramatic. Right. So, so it, 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 it was it was really hilarious. So. And did they do the dance? Like, was the dance last night or is that tonight? No. Tonight that's after tonight. after the masquerade. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, there was karaoke. Oh yeah, night. it's karaoke last night. Nothing like seeing a lot of good, fun, drunk karaoke, right? Even bad karaoke is uh, entertaining. Yeah. There's, I'm just, I'm not gonna say anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's sometimes karaoke is always fun. Yes, it is. Or as they say, well, as the really obnoxious people at the karaoke place near my joint say, it's karaoke, whatever fancy. It's karaoke, and we're all having a good time. Yes. Sometimes people take themselves way too seriously, and they get into the moment off key. And then, you know, when people, they, they expect like a, you know, you're not friggin' Celine Dion. You're right. like Charlie Madison of, you know, Fairfax, Virginia. Just, it's just sorry, Charlie be Madison. fun. If there's a Charlie Madison in Fairfax, Virginia, I'm sorry, but if, <laughs> you, you need to get over yourself. Because karaoke <laughs> should be fun. It shouldn't be, you know, a form of therapy. Yeah. Although it can be. <laughs> Yeah, we're hearing the Doctor Who music in the background. Uh, yeah, the, the TARDIS. Oh, the booth is here. The TARDIS is here. Oh my gosh, I love that booth. Yeah. Oh, I got. We gotta get pictures of the Borg. Yeah, the Borg are behind us in the TARDIS, with the Dalek. Nothing like cross genres. I gotta get sure some pictures with these guys. Yeah, absolutely. They look amazing. There's some really that every year the the, so, the cosplay steps yeah, up. I know. So, Neil, tell me, uh, what other things are you looking forward to throughout the rest of the con here? So, 
What were you thinking that yeah, you might go so, see? So of course we've got uh, you know this this uh, session right here. Next at one o'clock, Sean Marr has his uh, presentation. There's a nice uh, presentation at two o'clock. Uh, discussion of the all the DC TV shows. Okay. Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Supergirl and so forth. So they just kind of wrapped it all into one panel? Yeah, yeah. There's one nice little panel there. There's. Uh, are you watching all those shows? Yes. Can we, <laughs> can we put up, can we, can we bring up Legends of Tomorrow and have a little chat about that like yeah. now? Yeah, let's Are go you ahead. watching it? I am not, but go ahead. I'm not going to watch it. And you're watching. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So go talk. So far. I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not, like, I, I'm going to watch it because it's, I'm a completionist. But there's something about it that is just, the pilot episode was Trey LaCheesy. I mean, I got lactose intolerance from it. It just, it, I got Tootie McTooterson because it was just so cheesy. There were just issues. There were continuity issues for me. There's story issues. It just feels forced. It feels like a little kid comic book instead of, uh, you know, an 8 p.m., 9 p.m. drama on television. I mean, I, is it, am I reading it wrong? Maybe. So t- tell mean, me. I mean, it's been. Uh, I mean, I mean, the whole thing, of course, is that uh, Rip Hunter, uh, is the Time Master, and he, his, his family was uh, basically killed by Vandal Savage right. uh, in in the future, and so he wants to try and stop that from happening. So he's gone back to 2016, and he's pulled out a number of heroes to, to try and then go into the past and stop Vandal Savage so that the future that, that he's coming from won't happen that way. So, I mean, that, but some of the stuff that's happening, though, is stuff that uh, it seems that he's bringing about, of course, some of the stuff in the timeline that's happened up till, till this present time. And so, you know, there, there's one episode where, where he's trying to get revenge and he says that it's for, you know, his, his wife and daughter and he gives their names and then before Vandal Savage temporarily dies, you know, he says, you know, now he knows who to look for. So he's sort of, it seems like he might be uh, perpetuating the future that, that he's trying to avoid. But there, th- there's lots of good stuff. And Victor Garber has been a good as uh, Martin Stein. Though he seems to be channeling a bit of his alias character at times yeah. when he's doing some uh, shifty stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, so the story is amazing. The comic, really good. I I don't feel like the show is conveying just how good the story is. is, is I, I'm curious okay. if I'm not missing. If am I, what am I missing? So you feel it's a bit lackluster. I feel it's. I feel it's. 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 They're writing to the least common denominator and making it accessible to everyone, yet not completely accessible because you really need to watch Arrow and Flash to get a lot of the backstory. There wasn't a. Oh, I yeah, was I hoping mean, to, to get the Captain Cold and the uh, w- and his brother, and of course those two are. <laughs> Have been lots of fun since you know since they worked together at Prison Break. Yeah, and then uh, as brothers there, and now they're they're br- they're brothers in, in the Flash, and now they're he- here uh, as I brothers do. as uh, brother criminals, and they, they they seem to be having having a good good time. They are ridiculously deliciously yeah. evil. They're <laughs> they're just they're 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 campy in a yeah. really good way. But I was. I, w- I watched it with someone who had never seen either Arrow, either Arrow or um, Flash, 
and he was kind of hoping for a little bit more backstory, a yeah. little bit more clarity in that first you episode. Probably needed the. I mean, there was a two, two-part uh, crossover Flash, uh, Arrow at the end of the, the uh, fall season, where you know Legends of uh, Yesterday, Legends of Today, I think it was. Uh, on one, one on Flash, one on Arrow, and those two episodes really set up Legends of Tomorrow quite a lot. Okay. Thank a lot you, Neil. Here. Thanks, Neil. Come up. Hey, hey, nice to meet John. you. Hey, nice to meet you. Hey, John. Hey, I'm yeah. coming from a cold. I'm M. I, I have a cold, so I don't want to pass it on. Yeah, yeah. We do that. Yeah, this one. Not until I wash my hands. Seems rather rude, but that's right, right, right. I know, but would you rather have a cold? I like I like the sort of this one. This, this one. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. So, uh, what's everybody's name? Uh, my first name is Miles. Yeah. Miles, how do you do? And I'm M. M. Yeah, for Emily or Emma? Just, just M. M. Okay. <laughs> just yeah. M. It sounds no, like something M. out of James Bond. It is M. Just M. I can't talk about it. Okay, <laughs> or you'd kill me. That's right. It yeah. wouldn't be safe for anyone. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm gonna adjust everything. All right, well, we have joining us John Morton. Did you want to you have an introduction sure. for him? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at Farpoint 16, and we're hanging out with Mr. John Morton. You have seen Mr. John Morton in Star Wars Empire Strikes Back as Luke Skywalker's gunner slash co-pilot on Hoth and was seen playing Boba Fett and interacting with Darth Vader. Not only an actor in the, in the movies, but on the stage, and uh, as well as a published author and a man of many talents. Mr. Morton, welcome and thank you for taking time to talk with us well, on the Podcast. Yeah, may the force be with you. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm not going to have much of an impact or maybe too much of an impact. I noticed that I've got the only microphone without the pop filter. What's oh, the no, meaning no, no, of this? It's going to be, it's great. It's so it doesn't, it doesn't uh, impact it. The, uh, oh, the okay. foam should function as a pop filter. You'll be good. Oh, okay, good. So. Okay, well, oh, that's right. I'm the only person with a foam. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, there you yeah. go. You we know. save it for the special people because these are gross. Yeah, no, yeah. Those, but those are great. They look very professional. They do. Uh, <laughs> I want to be. Oh, look, he's driving his. I am. Scott, he's you're like, great, man. I am you gonna scared. go out and drive the Tesla? Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can, I'd be up for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So talking about driving, you were. Uh, I mean, one of the reasons that you're here at the con is because of the connection to Star Wars, obviously. And Star Wars is the hot thing right now with the Force Awakens. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you got hooked into Star Wars and, and how that all happened. Now, are you talking about uh, in my post-entertainment uh, career life or how I got cast? Uh, uh, both. Both. Uh, that's why you start that. All right. Well, the casting was pretty straightforward. Uh, I'd been acting in London for about uh, a little less than a decade and had done a lot of stage work. And eventually my agent said, hey, I think you're going to do well in films. And so I'd done about four films. The first one I'd done was for um, was um, um, A Bridge Too Far. And so um, along comes Star Wars, and uh, they I did the interview with the casting director, the way things go. You don't really do a screen test or anything like that for the small roles. And she said, yeah, I think you'd be good. You know, you may hear from us. And about two weeks later, the call came in to the agents. We'd like to have John come in and play a rebel pilot. So the contract read a rebel pilot. So I show up on the set, and uh, a lot of my buddies who I knew were, were on that. I'd worked with in the films, and they said, well, uh, you're going to be uh, Luke Skywalker's co-pilot. And I thought, hey, this is pretty cool. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. going to remember him. And they yeah. said, oh, well, not so fast, my son. The, the bad news is you're already dead. 
<laughs> so a Norwegian extra who I've since discovered. I know the guy that you know. I I I, I haven't talked to him yet, but they had a Norwegian extra in Finza where they did the filming on the on the glacier, and somebody has tracked him down for me. So I hope whoever this guy is is going to be on the convention circuit. So I'll finally get to meet the guy that took the hit for, for me okay. two <laughs> weeks before I showed up. Nice. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. That's, that's so that's, your, how, that's how that happened. That, that. And then um, back in 1997 when they had the re-releases, um, what happened there was the Star Wars Insider was trying to do a Rebel Pilot reunion and somebody found out that they were trying to track me down. They thought I was dead. And... Uh, so uh, that's unfortunate. I, well, I, but I was. I was flattened like a waffle, if yeah, you understand yeah. the reference. Great death scene, though. I mean, yeah, great yeah. death scene. Yeah, spectacular death scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Career went flat from that point on. No, no. I did a bunch of other films <laughs> afterwards, but there we are. <laughs> Died three times in outer space. I, I got that one down, baby. <laughs> and so, and the fans kind of drew me back into doing the convention circuit. So I did that for about six years until 2003 when my day job got real busy. And then I uh, re-engaged in 2010s. And I do about ten appearances in you know conventions a year. Done, done them in Europe, um, the UK, both sides of the continent. Uh, next gig is going to be in uh, Cleveland. I'm looking forward to that because I want to go to the Rock and Roll Museum. Nice. Yeah, that's going to be my day trip. Nah, there you go. That'll be yeah. awesome. You a rock and roller? <laughs> Is everybody a rock and roller? I love rock oh, and roll. Oh, yeah, I love there rock and roll. There you go. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we're good. What's your go-to rock and roll? Who's... Oh, gee. Well, I'm, you know, I, I like the old stuff. Eric Clapton, The Who, Steely Dan, Bob Dylan. He's rock. Nice. Contemporary stuff? I don't know. I do like, uh, I don't know, Katie Tunstall. I love the, I love the cover versions she does. Mm. So I'm a, sort of a fan of hers. But nice. Yeah, yeah you know. Good. So, uh, but you didn't just play the Rebel Pilot. You were also a double for Boba Fett. Is that right? Yeah, I stood in for Jeremy in one scene uh, for two days where he says to Darth Vader, he's no good to me dead. And yeah. uh, Jeremy was called off to do another film for two days, and they asked me to step in and cover him. So we're about the same size, and I said, sure. And you can tell it, too. I mean, <laughs> the yeah, mask. You, you see me smiling through my visor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> through your Mandalorian Jeremy visor. Jeremy gave me one, one uh, bit of uh, direction, and I said, you know, how do we play this guy? And uh, he said, just play Clint Eastwood in A Fistful of Dollars. Do everything slow and menacing. So nice. That's about the only thing I added to the character. Excellent reference. Yeah, nice. what did you ask? That's phenomenal. There you go, Em. I can see why you're a killer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, did you wear his costume or did they keep his? Yeah. Yeah. As I say, we were about the same size. Right. Did you keep anything from the set? I, I didn't. I didn't have the brains to figure that that would have been a good thing to do. I mean, at the time I when did those think were about my gloves. Uh, mm. I was sort of looking at them somewhat longingly, but then I thought, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as geekdom goes, you were also kind of enrolled with Superman 2, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, another another death scene in outer space and Flash Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> Flash Gordon, I, I mean, got it the down, most baby. epic, <laughs> epic, like, rock opera movie oh, yeah. superhero. So you're a Queen fan, too. Oh, huge <laughs> fan. I have, I have Flash Gordon on Laserdisc 
and Betamax. Really? And the cassette for the soundtrack, and I managed to track down the CD. Well, I'll give you an autograph if you bring it in. It's at, my house is two hours away. It took me two <laughs> well, hours you, to you get here. Well, you can make it tonight after the show, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Oh, cool. I do, I do, some people do actually want that autograph from Flash Gordon. It's pretty interesting. That, that was a That's crazy intense. movie and a crazy <laughs> set for that time. Yeah. When you walked on. Yeah. You, it was, well, it was the, where they were working with us was um, in a hangar. Wow, there's Flash. Um, that is loud. Uh, it's a tiny velociraptor just calling to oh, its um, wow, wow. That's, clan. That's Dino De Laurentiis saying, hey. We're at a con, folks. This yeah. is what you get. <laughs> How do you like that? Food. Well, the acoustics in here are awesome. I don't blame him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't it's, do that. He's vocally so, warming up. Hey. No, he didn't turn. He didn't time call. Time out, time out. He didn't okay, return. Okay, so back, back to Flash Gordon. We'll try. Uh, it was shot in a hangar. All That's the right. scenes that we were we were doing were shot in a hangar. Uh, and what was interesting about that was when the Hawkmen were getting rehearsed, you know, with the wires and everything, that was right next to where they were shooting the interiors of the cockpit in the, in the airplane where we were flying Flash and after the Super Bowl. And uh, it was really interesting to see them, you know, rehearsing their moves. It was very balletic. They're on the, the wires and the handlers were helping them do their turns. I didn't actually see any filming of that, but it was beautiful to watch. And they, they were in costume as they were rehearsing. So uh, I don't remember if they had a, a matte screen behind. I don't remember them actually taking any film shots, but it was... You know, it was, it was the artifice of behind the art, just seeing them working this. It was beautiful. Was Brian Blessed there? Uh, no, Aww. I don't remember. Now, he was a presence in, uh, in London throughout the 70s. He was a well-known stage actor. I didn't know him personally, but, you know, I'd run into him. I did a lot of work with the Royal Shakespeare Company, and he was around. I mean, in England, he was very well known for the role he played in um, I, Claudius. Does anybody know about mm -hmm. that TV series? Absolutely. That kind of broke him to the, you know, everyday consciousness people. Marvelous mm -hmm. actor. Now, you've done work, obviously, uh, fascination and connections to the military. You want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, yeah, my family background is Navy, and I was in the Navy, as was my father, and actually uh, our daughter is a lieutenant in the Navy as we speak. She did two tours at sea. Uh, so after I got out of the entertainment business in the mid-80s, I came back to Washington and kind of stumbled into doing defense journalism. And um, I used to write for the Naval Institute, and when they wanted to do a book about uh, the family members of mine, the Mustin family, uh, that they were naming a destroyer after, uh, I got the job to write the book. And so that sort of launched me as a, as a writer of nonfiction um, books for the Naval Institute and others. Um, in, um, in 2007, I was asked to participate in a... Um, um, congressionally sponsored study called the Project on National Security Reform. And at that time, I was doing a lot of work in Homeland Security. Um, and so I put together a Homeland Security team 
to do that study for PNSR and published a book on that that uh, Governor Tom Ridge wrote the foreword to and was endorsed by the 9-11 Commission. And so when I started after that getting back into the convention circuit, I found an inordinate number of men and women who were military, active duty or retired veterans, uh, EMTs, law enforcement, uh, fire and rescue, that were in the Homeland Security community. And so um, I sort of adopted that community within Star Wars as kind of my people. Okay. You know, we all have our areas. You know, some people are, you know, droid builders. Some people are, you know, well, mine is those that are in the 501st or the Rebel Legion or the Mandalorian Mercs that have, um, you know, military or um, uniform service backgrounds. And so at the convention in Anaheim, I did a panel uh, recognizing these men and women and had actually folks that were in the military and one law enforcement guy from Texas who were members of the fan organizations talking about how Star Wars helped them in their military careers. Uh, well, you know, awesome. to center them. That was the word that was used. Wow. I mean, the military is kind of challenging, oh, especially, especially for women. And this one woman who was a chief gunner's mate, you like that wow. one? Wow. I mean, a heavy duty young lady. Wow. Single parent, um, very arms proficient, was saying, hey, Star Wars keeps me together, and I don't care if anybody makes fun of me down at the chief's mess because I'm reading a Star Wars novel. That's who I am. That, my geekishness is right there. Right. And Absolutely. one paid attention. That's so awesome. those folks all gave their testimonies, if you will. We had some from the floor in the, that were there uh, talking about how important their Star Wars connection was when they were in country in Afghanistan or Iraq. Uh, one guy was actually a Roy, Royal Air Force uh, helicopter gunner, and he pulled out uh, two action figures from his cargo pants and said, these two little guys came with me to Afghanistan. And then when I was beginning to lose it at any time, I'd pull them out and I was okay. Wow. Amazing stories. That's awesome. Oh, wow. So Star Wars has quite an impact on, on these men and women that are out there, you know, dealing with some pretty heavy-duty heavy, heavy duty things. Oh, yeah. You know, even even EMTs, you know. A paramedic is, if they're on call, they're seeing stuff that's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah no Star doubt. Wars makes a difference. Yeah, well, that's awesome. Well, anything else you want to ask, John? No, I just I'm I'm still kind of giggling that you were in in Flash Gordon, which <laughs> I there's so many people who don't like it, and I just I make them watch it, and I I'm like almost Clockwork Orange style with the pride open eyes, good, good. yeah, yeah, so that they can they can enjoy and embrace the cheesy, beautiful, um, what was the other word I used? Campy science fiction that it was but it's yeah. I any sci-fi film that's you know soundtracked by queen has got to be campy <laughs> exactly and half it's and everyone's in like bathing bohemian suits and tights. rhapsodic precisely <laughs> well thank you for your service to our country yeah, thanks first folks. and foremost yeah, no, really and helping right. out uh, you know the other men and women who uh, yeah. well, are heroes it's important to give it back right. Thank you so much for joining us here. Hey guys, we'll let yeah, you go get some lunch or else you're off too. Yeah, and as they say, uh, may the force be with you. 
and with you. <laughs> Back right, at you. Yay! Mr. John Thanks for joining us. Fun. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye. That's so cool. That's awesome. So I... <laughs> so I, uh, I have the confession to make. About? Flash Gordon. What about it? I never saw it. <gasps> I forgive you. Go watch it. Yeah. We own a copy. Go and sit no more, right? Yeah, go. I think, I think it's a, it is quintessential because it is so terrible and so wonderful at the same time. And the fact that it actually was made was a challenge in and of itself. When did it come out? 1980? 1980. So I was nine years old and I wasn't allowed to watch it because my mom thought it was dirty. I didn't see it till I was in high school, and I loved it. I was saw it at a friend's dirty? house. It wasn't dirty at all. <laughs> With flat. No, I am a Catholic, sir. There's no. They, she knows what that is. <laughs> I went to Catholic school. I have no. Like, please. You. My 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 view of the world was so so tiny that everything surprised the crap out of me. It was unbelievable. What you, now I am? No, oh, they, now? I have a 360 view, baby. The world is amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Uh, Someone today on Facebook was saying, what is with all this snow? Because we had really weird snow squalls where yeah. within like a couple of feet, it would be visibility zero. And some, someone had posted, what is with this snow? And she's a very, de- she's a very devout Catholic. And I said, well, it's Jesus. He's back. And he's really pissed off at what people have been doing in his name. <laughs> that's what's going on sister right. she wrote back that's not very funny and I thought well it is he would be pissed at what people are doing anyway that's a whole different show although some people find him to be science fiction too speaking of weird placements uh, Jesus on this show um, I, I didn't watch the Super Bowl but I heard Scientology had a, a commercial uh, oh, a commercial remember. in the middle of uh, of the of the of the footballs. It tells you how close I was paying attention to the game. <laughs> I was I was watching it because I had a student play that a former student who was playing for the Panthers. Oh, how so great! So I'm like, oh, that's cool, right? And now he didn't play. He's like second strings. So he was like sideline, but I was like, oh, there he is. But that's like the only reason I watched. I really didn't care about Panthers or Brian. It just seemed really weird that a they're advertising again because I remember as a kid seeing commercials for the yeah, Dianetics book. And like that you had to act now and call the 800 number. Um, but that was just, I have to look it up. I haven't seen that. There's an interesting, uh, well, there was a, a documentary on uh, HBO called <gasps> Getting Clear. So good. So good. And then I went, I felt that one actor who did the 45-minute interview that Scientology had taken off of YouTube and then other people loaded, I went and I found it and I watched it. It was, it was Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I find it fascinating and a little freaky at the same time. A little bit. My favorite Super Bowl commercial for talking about them was the uh, Turkish Airlines, where they were taking, they were welcome, they were, they were basically, we have new destinations, Gotham. And then they had like Bruce Wayne on talking about how they're revitalizing the city and redoing wow. the city. And then they did one for Metropolis and, and, and Lex Luthor was saying, let's court. It was, oh, well, wow. it was well done. You I have to should, look up. So Turkish Airlines, just look up them on YouTube. You'll see them. I just don't watch the sports balls, and now I know, like, but it was, but they, but they were good. Didn't yeah, Turkish Air. Didn't a new a new uh, Soups versus Bats 
uh, trailer drop like in the last 24 hours? I don't know. The uh, Bond, the, not the Bond, the uh, Bourne movie uh, trailer drop. Ooh, Prince Man. Oh, that was pretty. That was I'm pretty excited amazing. about that. Batman Bad Blood, I think, might be the newest one that's uh, just dropped. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, if I'll tell you one thing, it, uh, what was it? Deadpool opened this weekend, and if it if it gets really cold and I'm just like not in the mood, like if it gets cold enough to the, I, where I need a sequester, I might go. Uh, go watch it tonight. I'll find a movie theater nearby. <laughs> Although, like, I was waiting for. I think. I think we're gonna go see it on Monday since we have it off, um, as a, as a date flick. <laughs> I think that's the plan. The date flick. Well, it's they released it on Valentine's I Day. I know it's kind of funny. So it seems appropriate. It did well overseas when the opening was well overseas. I know. So we'll see what happens. Have you guys planned? Did you find your sci-fi funness to give to your lovely brides? You know. I, I was actually I got something that was sent to her for Valentine's Day, so I'm not getting anything at the con this time. Okay. Uh, my son is getting, as I said, King of Tokyo, but I ordered that online. I did not order it here because I'm just not gonna pay what it. No, what it I understand yeah. that. I understand. So I, I don't, don't know if I'm gonna bring anything actually home today. Okay. But Fair they enough. do have that. They do have that Serenity sticker, engineered by Serenity. Yes, or, you need to put they, that they on have your that car over there. You totally need to put that oh on your God, leaf. So. I know. That would be awesome. I, I did find uh, a vendor selling lunchboxes. Um, I found an Empire Strikes Back lunchbox, and uh, um, uh, my wife likes Winnie the Pooh. I got her Winnie the Pooh lunchbox. Oh, very I, sweet. I did, get, I, get, I did get the decal for my leaf, though. It says, I'm a leaf in the wind. Nice. So I just haven't put it on yet. Very nice. Um, I need a flux capacitor one to put on my car. You should look. A sticker. Maybe they have There's got, they've got everything here. I know. That's the one thing I can, I can count on here is the consistency. Um, the the high level and consistency of just amazing stuff at this convention as I bring it back around to our hosts. Yes. Thanks, Farpoint. Yeah, thank you, Farpoint. Well, that brings a good, is that a good place for us to wrap up? I think so, because I could sit here and complain about TV for hours, and I don't really think people want to hear that. Well, Neil does. Well, yeah, <laughs> poor Neil. Yeah, poor Neil. Bless him. I know. Bless you I'm all. Any longer. I'm so sorry. Smith back up in, you know, like <laughs> last year. I did learn that my an old friend of mine from high school, which she, he was asking, he I he texted me about asking about podcasting. I said, oh well, you should talk to my co-host. Right, da, right. Da, da, da. And then I said, wait a minute, you listen? And he said, well, of course. How do you think I know? And so Darren. Uh, like you're one of nine. Thanks for listening, all yes, nine of you. Yeah, no. We appreciate you very much. If you were here, I would give you one of my. I brought some leftover goodies from my loot crates. Um, they're all limited edition stuff that I was going to give as prizes. So there's, you know, three people listening. All three of you. Four people sort of. Well, you're sort of listening. Yeah, Dad. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I'll just find someone. Although I got to find someone who likes Halo because this little the limited edition uh, munitions box. Lunchbox is very cool is for cool. Halo 5, which I don't know why I'm holding it up to the microphone because you can't see. People can see Periscope. Can't see it, but it's here. Yeah. If you were here, it could be yours. So next year, you should come here so I can give you this stuff. I mean, all the prizes I have. This is a Homer Simpson Buddha, which and is now, now yours. Now yours. There's, oh, I also wow. have a Blizzard cute but deadly Series 1 figurine. As I understand it, the Loot Crate edition is a very limited edition one. Would would Colin like that? And then, are you a Supernatural fan? Well, I have the Supernatural Join the Hunt 1967 Chevrolet Impala sports sedan in die cast. These were also very limited editions. 
My yeah. uh, my uh, my father owned one of those cars. The Impalas. Yes. Oh, they're amazing. Yeah. The land yachts. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. So. But there's a whole lot of shopping to be done. So can we wrap this up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. I so need to shop. 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 All right. Well, thank you for joining us in this week's episode of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast. Until next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. Do your dailies. All right, stand by, Dak. Oh, Luke, we've got a malfunction in fire control. I'll have to cut in the auxiliary. Just hang on. Hang on, Dak. Get ready to fire that tow cable. Yes, Lord Vader. I've reached the main power generators. The shield will be down in moments. You may start your landing. Rogue 3! Copy, Rogue Leader. Switch? I've lost my gunner. You'll have to take the...